Previously on King's Chaos. No problem. I needed a strong, well-knowledge guest of superhero movies to help me discuss all these great things we've got coming up in the coming year. Number one, one of Marvel's television shows on, the, on Disney Plus just released, that being WandaVision. DC has a whole bunch of stuff going to HBO Max. Uh, first and foremost, probably the biggest thing fans are talking about would be the Snyder Cut. It's, it's coming, coming out, out soon, I think, sometime, sometime this year, I believe. I, I, can, I, I cannot wait for uh, the Doctor Strange movie and, and the stuff in, in between and like what's kind of building up for this uh, next phase that's coming up. And welcome back to another episode of King's Chaos. I am your host, Kyle Pepitone, a.k.a. the Kingpin Parentheses of Spades, joined again with my special guest slash sidekick, Jeff Nelson. Hello. Now, last week, me and Jeff discussed all current and upcoming projects from both Marvel and DC to see, like, which one were we more excited for, which one do you think is going to be more impactful, all that kind of stuff. And if you missed that and are interested in catching up on it, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and pretty much wherever podcasts are. All you have to do is type in King's Chaos, and that's King with a Y. But enough of that. We are back, and we are going to continue our Marvel v. DC showdown. And just like an Endgame, today we're traveling back in time and discussing older projects from both companies. And now, just to preface, we are recording this immediately after the first part, so something like Royalty Recommends wouldn't make sense because we don't have that week to experience something new. We have about all of 30 minutes, maybe. So <laughs> that's why this is a great time to start introducing new segments into the show, specifically this week, Name of the Game, which we will get into later. Anyway, with that whole spiel out of the way, I have to ask you, were you a mainly Marvel or DC person uh, when you were younger? Um, before any of the Marvel movies came out, I probably was more of a fan of just the DC characters. Uh, I just I just thought they were all much cooler as in terms of like their powers and, and everything yeah. they've gotten. Um, but but now after seeing the movies, I think Marvel has made me love their universe uh, much more. Right. Yeah, I, I think I'm somewhere in the same boat because I've always been into superheroes and stuff like that. So I've always liked this kind of stuff, but I always considered myself like I'm going with DC all the way. Like I like some Marvel stuff, but my heart lies with DC. And nowadays, while DC has a somewhat rocky road, uh, not only following in Marvel's footsteps, but also the content they're putting out in terms of movies and TV shows, it's not as great as Marvel. So in that respect, I think I would enjoy Marvel more in terms of media. Mm -hmm. But overall, character designs and characters, stories, all that kind of stuff, I still like the DC stuff. So I've become much more neutral, I want to say. Like, I'm still probably like 51% DC 49 
um, Marvel, but, you know. Yeah, I agree. I'm probably in the same boat. Because I yeah. feel like once once DC, like, releases that one movie that's, like, so, so good, like, Marvel standards are even higher, like, I'll be hooked on it. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll probably, if, if DC ends up uh, pulling off what Marvel has done sometime in the future, I'll probably like DC more. Just because... I, I've always just liked the characters in general, right. and I feel like they're much cooler as in terms of their abilities, in my yeah. opinion. Although, I mean, to be honest, uh, each universe has, like, like the game we might play, has their own kind of, like, version of a character. Yeah. But I just thought, you know, like, just growing up Superman, Batman, um, Green Lantern, yeah. uh, those characters, I just thought had really cool powers, and... Uh, that's Except true. for Batman. Batman doesn't have powers, but... <laughs> Money is a power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Because, like, a lot of... Uh, something with that, too, is I feel like the the designs of the characters all go together much better in the Justice League rather than the Avengers. Because you've mm-hmm. got, like, red... The red of Flash, the green of Green Lantern, the blue of Superman, the dark... Uh, the black of Batman, um... I guess yellow for Wonder Woman, all that kind of stuff. Like you have that clash of colors that all fit into that same area. When Mm -hmm. I look at the Avengers, it kind of has that, but it's it's a lot more sporadic and all over the place is what it feels like. Right. So I know that's a very like rudimentary way of thinking it, but that's what childhood me thought. I'm like, these colors of these outfits go a lot better together than these other ones and also six flags just pretty much owns all those dc properties so that probably has something to do with it for me as well yeah i yeah six flags is the best (laughs) six flags is pretty good i don't know if i would ever go back there after working there because like you know how it is you work in a place like you're there every day you're like it kind (laughs) of loses its joy yeah, it's like if you work at a, a coffee shop, you're probably not going back there on your day off to go get coffee. It, precisely. Uh, yeah. But before we get off topic and go into amusement parks, because I don't <laughs> think, as of now, Marvel really doesn't have any Six Flag counterpart, right? Well, like, if you I'm sure Disney. Yeah, but there's not like any big roller coasters yet, is there? Um, There are. There is... Uh, R is. Um, I don't. I don't know if Disneyland, Disney World have all of the same rides, but I know when I went to Disneyland in California, they had like the Terror of Doom type, a uh, Tower of Doom type thing, but it was right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh um, right. And it was a huge like, it was like the collectors like tower or something like that. Oh cool. Um, and they had like floors you go in, like Rocket would like crawl across like the top of like the. Oh right. Like, high parts of the uh, furniture yeah. yet and you would see the animatronic like run and crawl across and it looked wow. real nice. yeah it was pretty it was pretty sick i, yeah, I recommend that ride now that now that you say that i forgot like universal also has a whole bunch of marvel themed rides i forgot right. about that so technically yes they do have counterpoints so we can start off with that which one would you prefer would you prefer six flags and their dc rides or Universal slash Disney and their Marvel rides? Um, I'm probably going to have to go with Six Flags in DC only because the only one that I can think off the top of my head that isn't a kid ride 
uh, is probably the like the Tower of Terror type thing, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Like that one was probably blows away much of any of the DC ones in Six Flags, but right. that's the only one that I know of that they <laughs> that they right. have, unless they added new ones, which is like. Totally possible because I, I went I was only at Disney World when I was like seven, so I don't even right. remember what happened. Yeah. Uh and okay. yeah, what about you? That's a toss up for me because like as far as I can remember, it's it was a certain trip to Six Flags that got me into like all the roller coasters, like got me on to go to go on more thrilling things like Nitro and all that stuff. And because of that, Batman, the Batman ride, the Superman ride, all that stuff. But on the other hand, Universal and Disney have like rides like the Hulk, stuff like that. So I would probably say the Six Flags ride only because they're what they're what really got me into roller coasters and realized they were fun and not scary. And also Six Flags has that Hall of Justice one, the one with the um, gun ah. that you shoot at the screens with. So yes. that's those are always fun. I love those. I fun fact. Uh, I, my friends have always made fun of me for uh, for boasting about this, but um, I was like what like top one percent on that ride. For Wait, like, seriously? Yeah, it was like not. To be fair, it wasn't too like far like since it came out the right. first time, but it was still several like months after. And I went, um, and I got like top one percent of like percentile of how many points that you got, and I, and there was like a worker there, and I was like. Look! Look at this, and he was like, "Geez," but dang, I thought top forty percent is which what I got was a lot more was a lot, uh, <laughs> impressive, but apparently not. <laughs> no, I, I mean honestly, I was just like, like spraying across the whole thing. Wow, but, that's cool. So yeah. I think we're both in the same boat where when we say DC is probably has yeah. more fun to it, I guess yeah. more variety. I would say because that, that nostalgia. Yeah, exactly, and because it's probably easier to get to. Well, I mean, neither are easy to get to nowadays, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, for us, our location is pretty close yeah. to it. So, but yeah. like, there's other things that, that both companies have put out that you don't have to take a flight to to right. enjoy. Mainly, they are video games and movies and. There's one more thing. TV shows. (laughs) And like we were discussing, a big part of the discussion last week was the Arkham games. And how Arkham Knight and how Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League was going to be a continuation of that universe. But what about like other video games out there? Because like we also discussed the Spider-Man Miles Morales. But what other like video games do you remember playing from either of the companies? Uh, the Avengers game, uh, that one was fairly recent. I think that was more around September yeah. of last year. Um, that one, I... So, I feel like a lot of people have been giving it bad reviews, but personally, I like it a lot because I knew what the game was going to be. Right. A lot of people expected Avenger, the Avengers game to be like a Spider-Man PS4 type game. Right. So, they thought it was going to be like that uh, open free roam world where you are, you know, doing the missions. It's a big storyline, uh, and you could pretty much. It looks the same, like aesthetically as Spider-Man, but right. um, it's actually just the uh, 
what what is it rpg game what is it do you know I, what this is called? i i know what you're trying to get at i think it's rpg but i can't confirm completely yeah it's not first person yeah. uh so it, it's you rely on playing with other people to mmo uh, maybe maybe i don't know because that's I massive is, multiplayer online so it's technically pretty much like that i mean yeah you have like four i think four or five in a squad uh, i think okay. it's four yeah and you all like do like this mission and you right. pretty much need like the powers of each character in order to get to the end and that's why people were so mad because if they only play single player it'd be much harder and i'm like but yeah. i mean you, the games are supposed to be not it's supposed to be hard it's not supposed to be like yeah. you just walk through the level and that's it yeah but, exactly but personally i enjoyed it um and it was kind of satisfying to see an avengers game because marvel hasn't really had that many right avengers type games um but yeah what about you well i i before i get into mine i want to say like a big thing that really like threw me for a loop which i don't know if you can consider this a good or a bad thing but when i saw the character models for that game and they look nothing like you know the actors in the mcu i kind of got a little like i don't know if it was like put off or disoriented but it's i don't know if that goes to show how good these actors play these characters that you expect them to look like that and everything else maybe yeah. i was expecting the game itself to tie into the mcu which i don't think it does so but what I, I just want to say, like, not seeing Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man in the movie kind of threw me for a loop. But my first, I'll go Marvel first because that one I can kind of remember, is a very old game. Almost 11 years old at this point, I believe. And when I was writing the script for this episode, I thought of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to look up to see if I still remember this correctly. It's a, the Superhero Squad video game which was a tv show of it was like a more kids friendly avengers type show and stuff it had like wolverine iron man cat all that all those people mm -hmm. and they came out with a video game the first one was okay which came out in 2009 i believe but the one that came out in 2010 the infinity story or infinity gauntlet whatever it was called um, that one was really fun i had it okay. for the ds and it was it was all cute and cartoony and it was just fun to play through and I was actually looking up some of the voices, like some of the voice actors in it. Uh, first of all, Tara Strong, which she basically was my entire childhood. We're talking Ben 10, all those characters. <laughs> and Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, uh, voiced Iron Man in that game. Really? Which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't know how he would have done that voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they it, they definitely put, like, some sort of robotic filter over it. Like, you can hear... Like, you can kind of hear Tom Kenny's voice, but also, like, you have the... Just go into Premiere and apply the robotic filter to it. But it was right. still, from what I remember, and looking it up again, it was a really fun game. Yeah, that one sounds very familiar. I know I played a couple of those, like, even on the Wii that they yeah. came out with um that you just reminded me though older video games um are we staying on older video games for marvel or or dc either one uh okay dc universe online 
that is I love that game so much. Uh more so playing with friends. Right. Um I don't know why it's not I don't know why like a lot of people don't uh, uh talk about it a lot, but I, I think I really enjoyed it. Um and when I I played with my friends recently, uh and it's just like it's such I don't even know how to explain it. Uh it's it's pretty much this huge free roam uh of your own create a character um and you play which is great and then there's also an option where if you want to be like the actual like justice league hero uh there was this like uh fighting thing where you could fight other online players where you have to like unlock certain dc characters or you could purchase them um so like i would play as superman or the flash and uh fight other people who played as like i don't know black adam or somebody else uh and that was really fun to do Dang it, I wish I got past the character creator now. Because <laughs> I tried playing that game once, and I was going to like do a playthrough of it for like YouTube when I was doing gaming on YouTube, but I never... A, I never posted a video of it, and B, I never got past the character creator. <laughs> really? Yeah, so I kind of missed out there, and based on how you're describing it, I'm kind of regretting that. <laughs> but, I mean, like... That probably would have been a fun experience, but I feel like, obviously, these are pretty much two totally separate games, but a big DC game that I remember playing and probably will still play because I think a third one is rumored to come out is the Injustice series. Oh, my goodness. How could I forget about that? Yes. That was... So good. Made by the same studio as the ones that made Mortal Kombat, and you can tell because it's very similar in mechanics. But right. it when I, I first played the game at a friend's house for a little bit, I'm like, this is a great game. So, naturally, I went out and bought it for myself. And I played through that story. And I'm not the best at fighting games. I like to button mash because I'm, I don't have time to remember combos. Yeah, combos are always hard to learn. Yeah, so I would just button mash, which worked a fair, maybe 80% of the time, but I had fun with that. Got a little boring, but that's how I am with most games. But then when the second one came out, there it is. There was that spark again. I loved it. I played through it. Kind of grew out of it as more games came out, and I transferred over to other consoles, such as PC, but it's was a really fun game and I have fond memories of it. And if there is a third one that comes out that expands the roster, expands the mechanics and, you know, builds on what was already a great two games, I will 100% play it again. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. If they made a third one, which I feel like, why wouldn't they? Exactly. I mean, it's so well and Mortal Kombat is such a long series of games. I feel like they are eventually going to have to do a third one. And I believe that studio released Mortal Kombat, like released a Mortal Kombat game last, which was a year or two ago. They released a Mortal Kombat game. So if the pattern continues, they logic would dictate they would be working on a third injustice. That would be crazy to see. I remember it was in high school, um, <clears throat> probably junior year. I don't know if it was my senior year or not, but either junior or senior. And I was in class and I saw I was on YouTube because we finished whatever we were doing and i just see injustice 2 trailer and i'm like what <laughs> i was like no way and i watched it 
and it was probably one of the coolest video game trailers I honestly have ever seen. Like in general, like I feel like it's one of the coolest trailers. The way that they introduced the characters and they would come in and like fight each other. Yeah, it was so good. That was the the one where they're all like gearing up. Oh yeah, where the gear would just like uh, yeah crawl into their body. That'd be that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, because that was a big thing. Like that was a big mechanic for that game, like the customizable gear and stuff. Right. Yep. Which I thought was pretty cool. Like, cause in the first one, you just had all right, you had this preset number of costumes for each character. But now you can go in and kind of make it your own, which I love in a video game. I love customization. Sometimes a little too much where I get stuck on it. Yeah. Well, that's what the Avengers game had is a bunch of gear customization. Um, Whereas, I don't know. I I know in Avengers that if you customize your gear, it would look like that gear. Right. Um, I don't know if that's the case for Justice. Did it just, like, amp your gear up? Uh, Like your Uh, your power up? It was both stats and cosmetic, I believe. Okay. So okay, it yeah. changed the look of the character, but also I think it gave it a little bit of boost in some areas. I can't remember exactly, though. I think that's cool because then yeah. like, you can have your own personal character. And right, it's exactly. Still, it's still the actual character, but you pers- you like uh, made them more to your liking and what you wanted them to look like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which I well, thought was really cool. Yeah. If it comes out, I'm so playing that game. Yeah, I, I'm at this point. I'm just waiting for an announcement. And I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. But like, obviously, Marvel and DC don't make just video games or roller coasters. As we talked about last week, they've put out a fair number of movies and TV shows as well. Mainly DC with their whole line of CW shows, and Marvel with their uh, new television series coming out. WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the whole nine yards there. But those aren't the first TV series for either of them by a long shot. You had a whole line of animated shows from both companies. You have who knows how many different Spider-Man cartoons there are out there. And all the Batman animated series. Like, there's a fair number of animated um, cartoons on both sides of the spectrum and obviously the question is have you watched any or do you remember watching any of them uh i did watch one relatively recently but not like recently meaning this year or the end of last year probably sometime towards the beginning of last year i watched um it was a justice league animated thing it's on dvd too um it's where uh I think they meet each other for the first time in that one. Uh, okay. Is it like... I, I almost trying to say Kill the Justice League, but that's the, the video game. But I don't know what the actual uh, name of it was. But I know it's a fairly popular one. Right. I wish I knew the name because then I could say it. But yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't watched much besides that uh, recently. But when I was younger, I watched a lot of ba- animated Batman. I watched a lot yeah. of animated Spider-Man and Superman. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I I can go on forever, and I might accidentally, but stop me if I'm going too long, but (laughs) I, in my opinion, I would have to give, in terms of animated shows and movies, I would have to give the point to DC, and I know we haven't kept score up until this point, there's really no reason to at this point, but (laughs) 
in terms of animated content, DC takes the cake. Because I'm just going to name some, and I'll go into detail a little bit on each. But the Flashpoint Paradox movie, the Legion of Superheroes tele, uh, cartoon series, Young Justice, like just those three made pretty much my childhood. Right. And it they're insane. Young Justice, which has which I recently found out is coming out with a fourth season and I'm only on season I've only watched up to season 2. So I got to catch up to do. But that show was so great. It had such a great cast of characters which admittedly by season 2 got a little big for my liking. I liked it better in season 1 when it was Okay, let me see. Robin, Cyborg, uh, not Cyborg. Robin, Superboy, Miss Martian, Kid Flash, and Artemis. When it was just those five who composed the entire team, that was the peak of the show. When they added more, it got cool. It was cool. Like, okay, I know these characters. But when it was just those five, that's where the show was at its best. And I know it's only like two seasons, so there's not much of a show to compare it to. But season one was by far my favorite of that. And pretty much the same thing with um, Legion of Superheroes, because that one, too, was... That was like a very introductory phase for me of like superheroes and all that stuff but seeing like characters like saturn girl lightning lad superman the furious five what was that supervillain name called the fatal five the furious five is the fast <laughs> of furious or something <laughs> wrong series my bad <laughs> but no the like that first episode where they go up against the fatal five and it's like that evenly matched everybody takes an opponent that remains like one of my favorite scenes in animated history. And if I can find the DVDs I own, I have to go back and watch it again yeah. because just everything about that show was good. I don't know how long it ran for. Once again, I believe I only watched the first two volumes of episodes. So there might've been more, but I digress <laughs> two of the best animated television series ever made yeah in I, my I opinion check those out i don't know if i've seen most of them but i've definitely heard of pretty much all of them yeah uh i'll have to check those out and i'm actually surprised we haven't even brought this up yet because marvel had into the spider-verse um movie that yes <laughs> and i had it written down because there's apparently there's supposed to be a sequel coming out in next year, 2022. And I had it written down, and we just skipped right over that. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. please, begin. No, that was... Uh, I really liked... I liked it um, because... Mainly because it had the multiverse aspect aspect uh, incorporated into it. Um, right. I love seeing the different types of uh, multiverse Spider-Mans and how they aren't just the same Spider-Man, but different people. They're exactly. like different looking spider-mans different suits different uh backgrounds they're just all different even there was a pig john mulaney spider ham spider ham john mulaney um that was that was pretty funny because yeah. i just love the multiverse aspect of it oh yeah even like the story behind it was great the multiverse i love but even as a technical feat just in pure animation terms that was a graphically stunning movie yeah it was, it was I, really good yeah i don't know if you know this but do you know that they anim when at the beginning 
Miles was animated at a different frame rate than yes. everyone else. Yes, that, that, that was crazy. I know. Like Some that's small just, details. Exactly. That just goes to show how much thought and work they put into this. Right. And I can't wait to see what they do with the next one. Yeah, me too. I don't. I didn't even know there was another one coming out. Well, I knew that they were probably going to make another one. Yeah. I just didn't know that it was officially announced, which is uh, cool. I'll have to check that out when it does come out. Yeah, there's not... Um, I don't think there's not much on it yet. The last thing I've heard from it is a little, like, 30-second teaser trailer, and all it is is the Spider-Man logo. It just goes through a bunch of different styles, which... Some people have speculated, like, okay, this could mean this Spider-Man's coming in. This one could refer to this one. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, they're probably right, but I'm not that big into the... Co- I don't know enough about it to, like, say this is possible or this is insane. Right. Yeah. I, I, I really liked how that movie was made. And it was just... It's, it was very different. Like, from all the Marvel stuff, we had all the live-action uh, cinematic universe, and then this was just kind of, like, thrown in right in the middle of it. Right. And uh, it was kind of a cool um, addition to the um, Marvel side. And it wasn't, yeah. it's not part of the MCU, though, but it's still... No, I don't believe cool. so. Yeah. But, like, still, that is such a great thing to do. And it's, it's because what kind of, like, the whole thing about licensing, which we touched a little bit upon last week, but... Don't know how that works. I guess they Sony blended the license to Spider-Man to Disney. And then that means they were able to make their own Spider-Man movie while Disney still had him. I don't know how that works. But it's still cool to see Tom Holland's Spider-Man over here in the MCU. And then have a whole nother Spider-Man story going on over here. Right, yeah. Speaking of that, actually, I actually had a conversation with my friend within the last couple of days and I was talking about how they introduced Spider-Man into the MCU and how they introduced new characters. And I think Marvel does a, a great, uh, does it very, very well. I mean, they take, you know, Spider-Man, just like the Batman, you know about their background, every yeah. single movie. And the good thing I think that Marvel does with new characters is they have their original ones. And then when they want to introduce a new character, they have them in a movie that's primarily for the original one and they slowly yeah. transition into their own story arc. Spider-Man, yeah. for example, Black Panther, for example, all in uh, civil war for the first time and introduced that way. And then they had their own solo movie, which is right. I think a good way to do it because you're not just like throwing a new hero into the, um, exactly. it's not like, yeah, it's not like that civil war. And then a, a random Spider-Man movie that no one knew, uh, no one knew the character yet, but the good right. thing is they're able to tie uh, part of the part of the story of like what happened in Civil War into uh, Homecoming, which I liked, and uh, I, I like how they do that. How they introduce a new character into the MCU slowly and gradually, right. and then you're used to them, and then they get their solo movie, which I love. Right, and like they obviously couldn't do that with the earlier ones, like Thor, um, right. Iron Man. Captain America, because you had to start off somewhere. But right. now, as we see it more and more, as the MCU continues to develop, we, like you said, Spider-Man was introduced in a Captain America movie and then got his own. Black Widow was introduced in uh, The Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2, Avengers, and pretty much every Marvel movie to date. 
And now she's getting her own solo movie. Right. Captain Marvel. I mean, that's a bit different. She was teased in Infinity War, got her own movie, then appeared in Endgame. So I guess that's a little asterisk. But yeah, they're definitely introducing a character before making the audience follow this character for a whole time. Right. Or a Especially whole movie, I should say. Even Winter Soldier as well, right? Wasn't uh, Bucky was in the first Captain America, and then they incorporated him into this, which I thought was pretty. I I thought that was a pretty good uh, villain reveal. Because um, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect that to happen, to be honest. Right. Um, and I didn't even think much about Bucky to be because Bucky was just a side character or kind of a main character in the first one, but that was it. Yeah. I didn't know, like. His character didn't like, wasn't even a thought in my mind when I was watching that movie. So that was a good surprise. Yeah, definitely. And like, I I really like like the arc that Bucky and Loki went to went through, where they were not, well, where they were villains at first, and then they started coming around. So like now, technically, Bucky and Loki are more heroes slash anti heroes going for the good side because. Loki, for one, is such a great character. The MCU really did him well in his story type. Tom Hiddleston plays him well. And just, I like the way that he transitioned from not the greatest person to, like, not the greatest person, but a more respectable version of not the greatest person. Right. I'd even argue that Bucky wasn't even ever a bad guy. It was just that Hydra like kind of put their own stuff and and uh mind controlled him so like he he was kind of like had no free will in that aspect which i brings me to i feel that civil war i understand that bucky you know killed uh iron man's parents but like at the same time like he should also know that he was never in control of that right yeah i mean like it's unfortunate but also like it was pretty much hydra that like forced him to do it Exactly. Yeah, I feel like that. Like as good as Civil War was, like I feel like that could have been handled better. It could have been like Iron Man could have been like, "Hey, did you know Cap would have been like, yeah, but remember, it wasn't actually him." Yeah. And Iron Man would be like, "Oh yeah, good point." Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess it kind of tied well. They kind of recovered it from it pretty well in Infinity War because I mean they had no other reason but to they were forced to work with each other. Um, and, uh, that's kind of cool. I always feel, felt like Iron Man was jealous of Captain America in most of the movies because he's just like portrayed as this perfect character. Right. And Iron Man gets all the, like, uh, hate for like making mistakes as cause he's just being, uh, he's just a regular guy pretty much. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Because like, I, I think... Where DC gets, like, I gave the point to DC for their animated shows and stuff. I think in terms of, like, character arcs and character development, Marvel does a really extraordinary job with that. Like, you can look at the DCEU. I mean, the Martha scene kind of disqualifies them right there. That was (laughs) less than great. That's actually, I want to talk about that what do you like why do you think people hated that uh scene so much like what was the primary 
reason why do you think well i i don't know the main reason why i just felt so absolutely ridiculous first of all superman could fly so batman's down here on the building superman's up here hey uh, you can't see on my camera hey lex luther's got my mom please save her no he comes down here it's like hey i gotta talk to you and then it gets punched <laughs> so right there they could have avoided that entire interaction yeah. not to mention that is it's ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah yeah that's um in dc because I, I feel like we keep talking i i mainly keep bringing up marvel so many times the mcu but i'll give dc some uh attention <laughs> i i really wanted uh dc to create a cinematic universe compared to marvel the only thing i'm skeptic about is i don't want them to try so hard to copy like a 10-year like a like phases like them right where it just becomes like a uh walmart version of the mcu i think um, that was their biggest downfall is they rushed into they rushed into justice league they didn't oh, build yeah. it up they said okay man of steel batman v superman now you have five different characters to care about yeah, I wish they had more solo movies and then, just like I said, slowly tying in characters into those solo movies. And then they all have this one big uh, Justice League uh, thing. Exactly. Um, they did have, like, kind of Batman vs. Superman. They're, like, introducing Batman with Superman. And Wonder Woman even came into that for a little bit. Um, right. But they also introduced the entire Justice League in, Batman in that Superman. one movie, which I yeah. think was that overpacked it too much. Yeah, I think they could have incorporated maybe Superman into Wonder Woman movie. They probably could have um, had like a Bat... Uh, I don't know. What do you think they could have had in the Batman thing? Maybe... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they could have had a Batman solo movie beforehand. Something like that. Because yeah. Batman v Superman, from what I heard, was meant to be a, a sequel to Man of Steel. It was, huh? Yeah, no. That's that's what I heard. That it wasn't supposed to be a Batman v Superman movie on its own. It was supposed to be Man of Steel happened. These are the consequences of Man of Steel. Now Batman has to kind of try and control what could possibly be an alien threat, and then move into Justice League. Which that timeline there, like if that was a Superman, Superman, Superman kind of story arc. That might have worked better because it, it would have been one following one character. Yeah. But it was Superman, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash. Yeah, if you think about it, DC like rushed in their three of their biggest villains and not that long. Doomsday, and he was defeated quite easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that should have been a whole then, movie on its own. Yeah, yeah. Stefan Wolf uh, is kind of like the... Uh, um, I would say boss before Doc's Dark Side kind of mini boss, thing. yeah. But they were, yeah, they were ready to already put Dark Side in the the first Justice League movie, which they're still doing now, anyways, for the uh, the Snyder cut. Right. But like Dark Side, I feel like is the Thanos of Marvel. So like, it's it would have been weird, don't you think, if they had like, um, Thanos introduced in the first Avengers movie? You know what I mean? Yeah, did they? Well, I, they, I feel they, like he made an appearance. Yeah, it was like the end credit scene of like right, one of them. Yes, 
but he wasn't like the main villain exactly. and he wasn't taken out <laughs> in in yeah. the, the first movie i mean even in infinity war thanos was a two movie villain and right. he didn't even get ta- he didn't even get taken out in the first in, in infinity war he won, he won in infinity war yeah so that was like a really like big twist that no one really even saw coming like almost like half of the avengers died yeah uh so spoilers like, oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> um i apologize um but i uh, i guess if you think about it justice league just threw they pretty much crammed like a 10-year thing into yeah. a couple movies and that's what i don't like is that now they've kind of ruined those villains already yeah like the expectations are a lot lower for all future dc movies as well right and i feel like unfortunately even though i love a lot like i love henry cavill as superman he's a great superman um unfortunately i feel like it doesn't even make sense it's like they can't even come out next year with like the same it's not like they can bring henry cavill and then ben affleck and then gal gadot together and then have another justice league movie but they redid it with like dark side again. Like that can't happen right. even with the same actors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at least anytime soon. Yeah. At least anytime soon. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the good thing is I'm glad they haven't really introduced green lantern yet because I, I love his character and I feel like they could do so many cool things with him and I don't want them to rush him into the, right. Uh, the DCU. Um, I feel like when they do, though, they should get Ryan Reynolds to play him. That would be sick. Uh, But only problem is that he's already Deadpool, so it's kind of like a really conflicting... uh... And he's already played Green Lantern, too. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But we don't don't talk about that movie. I don't even think he wants to play Green Lantern. Probably not. Yeah. They did hint to uh, the Green Lantern Corps um, in Wonder Woman, the first movie, which was, I thought, really cool. Um, Like that. That's like a really small inch, like introducing the Green Lantern Corps. Like that was a perfect way of doing it. It's not like Wonder Woman just turns around and goes to the Green Lantern Corps and goes, I need your help. And then Hal Jordan is the second main protagonist in the movie. Yeah, that would not have gone. That would not have been as effective as, hey, they exist in this universe, but we haven't met them yet. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I really am looking forward to a DC and Marvel crossover movie, but I don't want that to happen until DC really gets on their feet. Yeah. Because once both are at their best, then put them together. That's right. probably a much better outcome than having Marvel at this level and DC at this level. And yeah, exactly. then they combine, it would just be like a really risky for Marvel, actually. Yeah, I actually, yeah, that's a good point that you bring up. Because like, if Marvel, st- or, I'm sorry, if DC started at the same time as Marvel, they both took the same steps, got to the same popularity, using the same methods, the same movies, the same storytelling techniques, and they were on a continuous slope both ways up, then I think we, if that had happened, then we might see something like that very soon. Like, we wouldn't be able to see something like that in the near future if DC had followed in Marvel's footsteps and followed their pattern of phases. Yeah. I actually, I want to bring up speaking of that crossover, you know what I think would be like really cool if they ever got to that point is like, if they had like some, like at the end of a movie, 
like at the end of a Marvel movie, not like the main plot yet, but at the end of a Marvel movie, like there was this like portal or something, like even Doctor Strange, and then like a portal, and all of a sudden like like the, a ring, a broken ring came flying out, and it was like a broken Green Lantern ring. Ooh. I I think that would kind of be like pretty sick if you're like, oh my gosh, like, and he's like, what the heck is this? And uh, <laughs> like something like that, I think would be really really cool, as if they yeah. introduced it like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would definitely have to be like another like infinity war Endgame type of situation you definitely can't tell that in one movie yeah that would have to be like a couple parter yeah yeah that'd be great that's pretty cool (laughs) but with that i think we've gotten a pretty uh good understanding of where both marvel and dc's tie it's gonna come as a bit of a disappointment but it's roughly a tie all things considered However, there's one situation where we can settle this score, and that's in our upcoming game, Copycat. This is Name of the Game, where basically just a game show. And this week, our game is Copycat. And the rules of the game is to settle the tiebreaker between Marvel and DC by figuring out which brand has the more has more original characters. So we're going to put a scoreboard up on the screen, and we're going to count one point for each original character that the brand has. So whichever char- whichever brand had a character come out first is the brand that's getting a point. So we each have a list of similar Marvel slash DC characters, and we're going to try to guess which one came out first. So, Jeff, would you like to start off with your first one? Wait, I thought I thought the game was supposed to be who could stop the most crime tonight. Uh, I didn't have plans on leaving the house though, so. <laughs> okay, all right, we get it out. Uh, I I took a bunch of screenshots of stuff so I wouldn't have to write them down. Smart uh, man. All right, here we go. <clears throat> oh boy, should we should I should we start with easy ones or a hard one? Uh, or at least ones that people might know. I guess, yeah, more well-known characters we can start off with. All right, let's go with this. Um, Deadpool and Deathstroke. Okay. That's a pretty easy one, I believe, because I know Deadpool was created as a parody of Deathstroke. So I don't know the years they came out, but I know Deathstroke was first, correct? I think so, yep. All right, so that is a point for DC, yes, DC. Hold on, right now, I'm going to look it up to make sure. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> All it right. It was uh, Deathstroke. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Fantastic, Marvel, versus Elongated Man, DC. Which one was first? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go by, since I don't technically know the answer, I'm going to go probably... Mr. Fantastic, because a long game man doesn't sound like he's a main main character of of like the uh, DC uh, universe. So he seems like a side character that would be introduced later on from a main one, the Flash. Um, I could be wrong, though. Uh, You actually are wrong. So Elongated Man and his other DC counterpart, Plastic Man, because they have... Mm -hmm. Him, okay, Elongated Man, Plastic Man, and Mr. Fantastic all have similar stretchy abilities. However, both Elongated Man and Plastic Man came out before Mr. Fantastic. Plastic Man in 1941, Elongated Man in 1960, 
whereas Marvel's Mr. Fantastic came out in 1961. So, once again, that's technically one more point for DC, because I'm not going to count Elongated Man and Plastic Man as two separate characters. Okay. Alrighty. Round three. I'm still going with the easier ones. Green Arrow or Hawkeye? Okay, well, I actually wrote this one down, too, so I know <laughs> that the answer is Green Arrow. And I forgot to mention, um, I think we can... I, I was gonna. I was thinking of making this game a little better by, in addition to saying, or in addition to guessing which one came out first, uh, saying which one we preferred through like our experiences with the character. So, okay. for example, I would say I prefer Elongated Man to Mister Fantastic because, first off, the Fantastic Four movies weren't great, and Ralph Dibney in the CW Flash is just an amazing character. He's comical, he's the comic, well, yeah, he's the comic relief, and he's just a good-hearted good, uh, good character to go along with. He has good intentions, and he's a great character. Right. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. I do like the Mr. Fantastic, uh, just the, the fact that he's from the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, even though I don't think they had a good history, people didn't like the uh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... It's 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 a close it's a close one for me for that. Yeah, definitely. All right, here's one. Here, ready? Green Goblin or Joker? Oh, I saw this one, but I can't remember who came out first. I want to say it's actually a funny. Just to let you know, it's a funny reason why one person is older. <laughs> a funny reason why one person is older? Well, it's just funny in general. Might not Joker be was original. Joker did come first, and <laughs> Joker has never really died since his first appearance. Really? So, uh, yeah, uh, Joker was 1940, and Green Goblin died pretty early on his first appearance. Actually, oh. no. He appeared in 1964, but died in 1973, while Joker appeared in 1940 and never died. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Imagine he aged at a, like... A normal rate so like on the comics today he's just got like a walker yeah <laughs> um and is this where you, are would you say which one you prefer or is it me I, I mean both of us can say it so you can go first if you want i prefer joker yeah because joker is such a classic villain and he's so uh interesting the fact that he doesn't even have, have any powers yeah. well green goblin doesn't have any powers does he he just uh has armor I think he has maybe slight... From what I understand of his origin story, he has slight enhancements, but nothing like Superman level. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I have to go with Joker. Yeah, because right now I'm comparing, from my experience, I'm taking one character from each. I'm comparing Heath Ledger and Willem Dafoe. And as great as Willem Dafoe was as Green Goblin, there's really no villain that beats Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although Joaquin Phoenix did pretty well. He did do a very good job. But the thing about all the media Jokers is they all portray a different type of Joker. Right. Like Heath Ledger was an anarchist. Uh, Jared Leto was, I don't know. Uh, Jared Leto was more like a crime boss. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was a comedian per se. Right. So they each per each portray a different like face of the Joker. Yes, I have to agree. 
So they yeah, do, I, they have their different, you know, exactly. sides to them. Different sides, different motivations, all that kind of stuff. And that's what makes Joker a great character because there's no set defining backstory for him. It could be whatever he decides it is. Right. Yeah. Doctor Strange, Marvel. Doctor Fate, DC. Which one came first? Oh, goodness. That's hard because I don't think any of them are like uh, main Avenger or main Justice right. League. Um, <clears throat> Doctor Fate sounds less popular, uh, less known to me. So I'm going to go with Doctor Strange. As the first? Yeah. I mean, Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. <laughs> Doctor Fate was first in 1940, followed by Doctor Strange in 1963. Yeah, I got that wrong. I'm sorry. But, but I don't think that matters too much because I, for one, find Doctor Strange to be a very interesting character, and I think uh, Benefit Cosmetic, uh, Benefit Cosmetics. Um, I'm sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch plays him very well. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he does a great job as him, and I I haven't seen him in like I haven't seen Benedict Cumberbatch in like Sherlock or anything, but I'm sure he's just as good. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen much of I haven't seen anything extra related to maybe a clip or so yeah. from him and Sherlock, but I definitely know him primarily from Doctor Strange. Right, and I think he does the character justice. Yeah. Okay, this one. All right, here we go. I'm gonna go a little bit tougher here. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure I know the answer of it either, but we're going to figure this out. But it's a tough question. It's a tough question. Um, what came first, Oscorp, Oscorp or uh, LexCorp? Oh. Um, <laughs> ooh, that's a tough one. Oscorp. I do have to say that – go ahead, actually. I don't want to say this because it's mine. I want to say – Lex Corp. And I think I want to give that to you, just primarily based on the fact that it's only given me a uh, year for Lex Corp. Uh, I only see 1987 for Lex Corp, uh, which actually seems late compared to most comics. Yeah. So it actually may end up being Oscorp if it's that late. Um, let's see. We should do a quick quick research on this one i did i did research on this one right but i only found lexcorp but i thought it was an uh, interesting uh comparison lexcorp and uh, yeah Oscorp. definitely from what i'm seeing here it says lexcorp was lexcorp was first mentioned in 1986 but first appeared in 1987 however i'm getting oscorp first appeared in amazing spider-man 37 which came out in june of 1966 so it looks like Oscorp was first, which, okay. in that case, the point would go to Marvel. Okay. Not yes, bad, Marvel. but a very a very good comparison because I didn't even think about doing like fictional companies. I was only looking at characters. <laughs> so very good there. Yeah. You threw you caught me off guard. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, you know what? This kind of goes against what we're doing, but at the same time, it's perfect. Still abides by the outline. Exactly. Like which came first. All right, I think we have enough time for one more each. Okay. So I will go with a more topical one, Vision versus the Red Tornado. And this is a very close one. Oh, uh, um, 
Jeez. <laughs> this is so hard. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, try, I'm getting mixed up with seeing them in MCU movies right. uh, compared to the comics. Um, you know what? My gut, I'm going to go not with my gut. Something that probably you shouldn't do, but <laughs> I'm going to spice it up here. I was going to say um, Vision, but I'm going to say Red Tornado. Correct. By about three months, Red Tornado released first in August of 1968, followed by Vision in October of 1968. However, huh. I myself still prefer Vision. Like, I think he's a much cooler character. Okay. Um, the next one, I was going to go, I originally had planned Ultron versus, and Brainiac. Right. Um, but I couldn't find much on them and I was kind of upset cause I actually thought that was a pretty cool comparison. Yeah. So there's a chance that you have this one written down. Um, Thanos or dark side. I do not have that one written down. Okay. <sighs> Thanos versus dark side. And like, yeah, like you said, I'm getting them confused because like Thanos appeared in the MCU first before Darkseid did, but that doesn't this translate actually, to comics. When, when you find out what the answer is, or if you guess it right, you'll find out a pretty interesting fact that I didn't know. Thanos? You are not right. <laughs> Another one for DC. Um, it actually really lets you know here that Thanos was completely copied from DC's dark side. Oh, wow. It was just a complete copy of, of dark side. <laughs> Not even trying to hide it. Yeah, no, they, they, the first thing they have here is Thanos parentheses copied from DC's dark side. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's a, uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but I lost count. So t here's the final score. Yeah, I think and, I think he, I think you destroyed me in that game. I think you have. Well, we weren't <laughs> counting us. We were counting which company had more original characters. Okay. So that I haven't kept count of either. <laughs> yeah. Here's the final score. This is the brand that won. Yay! Yay congratulations. <laughs> Quick side note for those not watching the video portion: DC beat out Marvel seven points to one. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you, Jeff, for joining me on this incredible saga of Marvel versus DC, a two-part <laughs> podcast series. I don't know what to call this thing, but this concludes the Marvel versus DC epic showdown of epicness trilogy. I know that's epic. not right because we've only done two. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. No problem. Thank Once again, thank you for coming on. But be sure to stay tuned for the rest of WMSC, and I will see you all next week. Have a maximum week. Goodbye. See you.